This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, everybody. How we all doing? How we all feeling? Happy almost first day of fall. It comes up tomorrow. I'll forget tomorrow, so, you know, just might as well get it in today. Hope everybody's doing okay. Hope you got a hoodie handy, just in case it actually does feel like fall tomorrow. And uh, hope you're ready to hang out for a couple of hours here on the Workday Red Zone. That's what we've got ahead. Little of this, little of that. I think you all know the drill at this point in time. But as always, we appreciate you joining us here on the ticket, KNEA 970 AM, along with 953, 969, and 1041 KBRI. We're streaming online at 953 the ticket.com. And of course, you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app. Search for KNEA, and you're going to be all set. If you want to shout at us today, really easy. Call us, 870-9303-776. If you're uh, like me and you haven't picked up the phone to call anybody in about six months, you can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 953theticket, and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, or by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. And we're all uh, settled in, ready to go, I guess. You already planned out the uh, the setup for today? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got done with that about 9.30 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds nice and easy. Uh, <laughs> as far as what we got coming up on the show today, we'll throw out our KavanaughCars.com topic in a moment. But uh, it is Tuesday, so that means coming up in the second hour of the program... In fact, right around 1.30, or whenever he could speed back over here following Butch Jones' weekly press conference, we're going to check in with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, always looking forward to that. So, with uh, today's question, before we d- dive into that, I did mention at the very end of the show yesterday, because I kind of sort of forgot, that the, dry, uh, the the Workday Red Zone turned five over the weekend. Um, I'm not really sure how that happened. There's still a lot of days where I genuinely do not feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel like there's a lot of days where you guys probably genuinely feel like I do not know what I'm doing. Uh, But for some reason, you all, so many of you continue to tune in on a regular basis. You continue to to call us. You continue to comment on our goofy questions. And you continue to show your support to the show. And I just wanted to start out today with a a really big thank you. Um, I wish I had cupcakes for everybody. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, just more snarky tweets on Twitter. That's like the only thing that's in store for the next couple of years that I know of. But I uh, did want to start the show with that. Also, uh, specifically, want to say thank you to Hayden George, Colton Tripp, and of course, Kate Carlton for producing this show for the past five years as they have all been, you know, invaluable, invaluable assets uh, to this program. So now that we got that out of the way, now that we have like the one serious item on today's docket <laughs> out of the way. Uh, let's dive into some other stuff. Just a couple of quick news items to go with uh, before we throw out today's topic. Uh, future kickoff time has been announced for Arkansas State football. So the Red Wolves are going to open the Sunbelt slate at Georgia Southern. Hey, we knew that. But uh, now we know that that game is going to start at 3 o'clock as the league announced that yesterday. So that's going to be A-State's fifth game of the season. But again, the Sunbelt opener is they take on the Eagles there at Paulson Stadium. Of course, this week up first, A-State has to get through a Tulsa first. It's that one Saturday at 
Tulsa. Uh, elsewhere for Arkansas State, a uh, big day for A-State Volleyball. They're on a roll, by the way. And, in fact, uh, they pick up not one but two weekly honors from the Sunbelt League office. So you've got uh, Defensive Player of the Week, uh, Tatum Tickner. By the way, that's two in a row that she's the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week. You also have the Sunbelt Setter of the Week from A-State. That's Lauren Musante. So, uh, again, for the second week in a row, A-State takes two out of the three weekly honors. Again, they are, they're cruising right now as they get ready to uh, get into conference play here pretty soon. Also cruising, the St. Louis Cardinals. Nine in a row, man. Uh, last night was career win number 200 for John Lester. If you had told me this time last year that John Lester would pick up career win number 200 in a Cardinals uniform, uh, I don't know if I would have like laughed at you or hissed at you or something, but it probably <laughs> would not have been a kind response. But that being said, uh, he delivers in, in big games, and he's done that throughout his entire career. So St. Louis tops Milwaukee 5-2 to two to keep the hold there on the National League's second wild card. And the two teams square off again tonight at 640 on 95-9. The Wolf. For the KavanaughCars.com question here. This is worded uh, kind of vaguely for a reason. But I want you to fill in the blank on our topic today. It's not a question, it's a topic. The Sunbelt Conference should add blank to the league. You can answer with a number of teams. Two teams, four teams, no teams. One team, 27 teams. You can answer with a specific team. You can say the Sun Belt should add four teams and drop two teams. There's a big blank there, and you can fill it in however you would like. But obviously that means a big topic on today's program is realignment. The Sun Belt is still, despite the fact that it has improved itself in the grand scheme of things over the past few years, it's it's still waiting on the full trickle-down effect of, of what is going to happen. But as it seems like, for the moment, <laughs> the Power 5 leagues are settled, the next team to shake things up, the next league, excuse me, is going to be the American Athletic Conference, as they obviously have to replace three teams, or, uh, or even add a, a fourth. Uh, they're going from 11 to 8, so they got to do something. And then you wonder after that what is going to happen, of course, with the Sun Belt, with Conference USA. You know, could there be any kind of action impact? What's going to happen next for these other leagues? There's been a lot of conversation about, you know, could, could the AAC poach teams in the Sun Belt? Could it be looking at a team like App State, like Louisiana? Could it be looking at a, a team like A State, where obviously A State's AD? has experience there in the American Athletic Conference. But but as of right now, in some of the latest reports, what it is looking like is that the American Athletic Conference will go west, which is kind of interesting. A lot of our conversations around the Sun Belt, we've talked about keeping the same geographical footprint. You want to keep that travel area kind of nice and tidy. But what people are hearing is that Colorado State and Air Force could be the newest members of the American Athletic Conference. There's still some other things that are that are happening, you know, obviously behind the scenes that impact what the AAC could look like. One, you know, there's there's already been reports that the Big 12 might not be done. So if the Big 12 isn't done, 
Are they looking at Boise? Are they looking at Memphis? Are they looking at San Diego State? Well, if they could be looking at Boise and San Diego State, well, then those leagues aren't going to bolt from the Mountain West to the AAC just to go to the Big 12 right after that. So you've kind of got to wait on what goes on there. But uh, Matt Brown, who is a good follow on Twitter, he publishes a newsletter called Extra Points. And, and what it is, is it's, it's he says it covers the off-the-field stuff that shapes college sports. And I subscribe to this newsletter, and I absolutely agree with that. He's talked name, image, likeness, game contracts, and obviously he's really doing a good job of covering realignment. But uh, in some tweets from just a couple of days ago, yesterday in fact, in terms of Air Force and Colorado State, quote, hearing this morning that this is much further along than you might think, I'd honestly be a little surprised if Air Force and Colorado State don't leave the Mountain West Conference. He followed up to say, quote, nothing is a done deal or anything, but based on what I've heard, I would also be surprised if UAB doesn't join the AAC. And quote. So that's three teams that the league needs to go out and replace. Of course, there could still, there's very likely still going to be a fourth. Could still be from the Sunbelt, sun but but we don't really know. I did find it interesting to see, you know, more and more reports that the American Athletic Conference would go west, but when you get about six and a half million more dollars from your TV contract than the Sunbelt and Conference USA do, you don't have to worry quite as much about the travel expenses. You got a couple extra bucks there for a couple extra plane rides. So it looks like the AAC uh, could be actually doing that. Also, the Mountain West is really spread out. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're already going from, heck, if you ever have to go to Hawaii, <laughs> and you're already going from, what's the furthest? I'm trying to think of the Boise? furthest south. And, and you're going to Boise. You're going to San Jose State, San Diego State. I mean, this is already like a huge conference. So you're already spending some money on travel anyways. Yeah. So I guess uh, at the end of the day, you know, Colorado to Philadelphia isn't that bad. Yeah. When you consider what they're already doing. So I think it's fascinating. UAB is like a for sure lock to the American and what it seems like. A team or a university that pretty much killed their football program Mm -hmm. seven, eight years ago, whenever it was. Don't know what they're paying Bill Clark, but it is not enough. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's not because they're. I mean, they're a solid football team yeah. now. Yeah, they. Uh, yes, there's no doubt. It is. It is not enough. Uh, but again, uh, the Sun Belt should add blank to the league. That is our KavanaughCars.com topic. Uh, there is one significant thing we don't we don't know in all of this, and. It's how these league television contracts, you know, what kind of clause is in there in terms of realignment. Because because right now, if the AAC calls any of these teams, any team in the Mountain West, any team in the MAC, any team in Conference USA, any team in the Sun Belt, if the AAC says jump, any of these teams say how high? Because... Their television contract is not just bigger, it's significantly bigger. The last, the most recent report I could find had the AAC per team payout at around $7 million, the Sunbelt payout at around one half of $1 million. So, if they call you, go. 
whether it makes sense if your school is in a league with Temple or not, if they call you go. But surely there is something written into these TV contracts that restructure if the league looks dramatically different than it did at the beginning of the contract. And that's what I'm wondering about the Sun Belt as well. Right now, it makes, right now, if the TV contract stays the same, then my answer to the question is, is that the Sun Belt should add zero teams to the league because all that is is more mouths to feed. But if there is some kind of something that, that's going to trigger a different financial conversation, if you add two teams, if you add two four, if you add four teams, well, then of course you you have those conversations and you start looking at at what can uh, improve your brand. But those are all uh, things we'll continue to dive into throughout the course of the show today. We'll look at other reports out there, any other rumors we can find. Haven't quite uh, gotten on the fly to where, you know, bandwagon yet. Also, it it would be awful tough to track get Keith Gill plane out of New Orleans. There's just too much traffic at yeah. that airport. So, so uh, probably that won't be happening. But uh, we'll we'll have a little fun with it today. We do need to hit pause here, though. Uh, we'll come back, check in on the Red Wolves, see what the latest is there as they try and rebound from a pretty tough weekend. We'll have some audio from Butch Jones as well. So keep it here with us. We'll do that in a moment when we come back here on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I just want to say thank you to all of our customers for all that you do for us at Glen Sane. Thank you for your business, sending us customers, and your friendship. All of our Glen Sane families want to say thank you and will always be there for you, sales and service. We realize that you have a choice of dealerships, but no one appreciates your business like we do, and we have since 1954. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Over the years, Purcell Tire and Service Center has earned the reputation as the home of a huge selection of tires, plus unbeatable service on your personal vehicle. And now, Purcell is looking for you to join their team. Purcell is looking for mechanics, tire technicians, and an outside service technician for medium commercial tires. Apply now at PurcellTire.com, PurcellTire.com, and click on Careers. And next time you need your vehicle serviced, remember to go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center, corner of Parker and Caraway Road, Jonesboro. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $15.25 on first to $16 per hour for second shift. Plus, excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. Hennigan will set up from under center for the first time. He's under pressure and he's set. JoJo Azugu 
comes in to make the play from his defensive end spot. The Red Wolves wrap up the non-conference schedule on the road Saturday as they take on the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K5. Coverage begins at 120 with Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Tulsa, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 2, the Centennial Bank Pregame Show at 3, and kickoff at 4 o'clock. A-State football is sponsored in part by Bill's Cost Plus, Jim's Pawn Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J-Towns Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. It's not too early to talk to your child about drinking. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 930-3776 is the number to call on the Ritter Communications Hotline. The Sunbelt Conference should add blank to the league. That's the KavanaughCars.com talk. This doesn't have to be realistic, by the way. If in your perfect head, the Sunbelt Conference, you draw a ring around Arkansas State (laughs) four hours in every direction, and you pull in every single team regardless of classification, well then, okay. You do you. Now, of course, I think we all know that that is not exactly realistic, so you can try and add some teams with possibilities today. But uh, it really is up to you how you want to construct this Sunbelt Conference in your head. It really has been a strange progression for this league to see it turn into, instead of a league everybody is trying to get out of, a league that multiple teams want to get into. And I feel like that progression probably started maybe about four years ago. And it wasn't really obvious at the time how much the league was growing, but we started to see just with the fact that it was a smaller and compact league, more compact league, that that for multiple years, this league was able to give its teams a higher per-team payout from the college football playoff money. Now, it wasn't significant, but when you have a group of five budget, I mean, half a million dollars goes... It can can do a little bit for you. It might not do much at Texas A&M, but it's a little bit different at the Sun Belt. So as the league has uh, progressed and improved on the football field, that payout is is became a little bit more and now just trails uh, the AAC and, and the Mountain West every year in terms of overall revenue and usually leads those in, in uh, everybody except the AAC in per team payout. Because, again, you just kind of got less uh, less mouths to feed. Has been interesting. You know, over the years, one of the places where it seems like that drum was being beaten the loudest was, was Southern Miss. For several years, they had a beat rider who was their local guy, covered their team, that was constantly just like, what are we doing in Conference USA? 
<laughs> the travel is too far. This league isn't good. The television is bad. Blah, 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 blah. But then next thing you know, you're starting to see more of those conversations from, from other places as well. One of the most interesting ones, and I think we mentioned this last week on the show, was uh, there was a, a writer that covers Marshall that was like, hey, we, we need to get into the Sun Belt. We got to go. We got to get out of here. I just found that to be kind of fascinating. Marshall doesn't have a, a massive amount of, of on-field success as of late, but that's still a very recognizable Group of Five brand. And they're not bad, by the way. They're just not like top 25 Coastal Carolina good. So interesting stuff from, from all around. Looking at what's going on here at Arkansas State, of course, this team has got to just shake it off. Uh, be a goldfish. <laughs> Completely yeah. forget everything that happened just a few short days ago. Try and pretend like that entire road trip to Washington just did not happen. Uh, because you can't play like that coming up on Saturday. Maybe not, you know, completely pretend like it didn't happen, as I'm sure uh, Butch Jones is already trying to turn several of those moments into to learning opportunities. Actually, I know he is, and we're going to hear a comment about that here in just a moment. But uh, there's just a lot of significant areas that need to be improved on. And we all saw that. I'm not stating anything that's that's in question. It was just a very bad, no good, terrible, awful day, and one that cannot be repeated. Especially since you had so many different failures in so many dis- different aspects. Again, sometimes in the past when there's been a bad game, you could at least point to like an aspect of play that wasn't terrible. You could say, oh, well, at least the special teams had a good day. No, nobody, nobody really had a good day <laughs> on Saturday at all. Uh, so we'll stop uh, beating that dead horse and let Butch Jones tell us just a little bit about it as he was on the Sunbelt Coaches Media call yesterday and shared his thoughts on on Saturday and uh, his opening statement regarding what's going on right now for A-State football. First of all, you know, a great opportunity to learn so many things we have to do to get, get better uh, from this last game at Washington. And really kind of a synopsis of the biggest thing is just, you know, everyone in our program, our players learning how to play with the details and the discipline that go along with the details down in and down out. Uh, we, you know, we continue to be work in progress in all aspects. Uh, we are making progress. Uh, but, you know, as we knew, starting off, our schedule would be extremely challenging and very demanding. It uh, doesn't get any easier this Saturday afternoon when we head to Tulsa a team that played for the AAC championship last year and has pretty much their entire team and their roster back, uh, very physical uh, football team. So, again, I kind of charted this course as we went um, with with the schedule, and I think a lot of times, you know, when you play the high-level opponents that, we, that we've played, your know, margin of error is very slim, and you are making progress, but, you know, it's not probably as much evident in the scores or in the results just because of the quality of opponents. So we have to continue to be work in progress. I think, you know, the other thing that really kind of hits me with the Tulsa football team is they barely have any starters on offense or defense that perform on their special teams. So that tells me that they're a program that is extremely depth and very talented. And, uh, you know, usually the teams that win championships at the end of the year, the teams – they have the best bottom one-third of the roster. 
and uh, they're a team, again, that's uh, very complete and going to be a great challenge for us. More on Tulsa later on uh, over the next couple of days, but continuing to rehash this one at Washington, one of the things that Jones pointed out is, is even from, from the very beginning of that game, this team was out of sync. Uh, and he talked about some of the things that happened right, right after uh, the clock started counting down that were that were concerns and, and that will have to be fixed going forward. Well, I think, you know, it's a combination. And, and you know, it's like when I said when we started the conference, we're learning how to play with the details and the discipline down in and down out. And as simple as the first play of the game, uh, you know, our five technique is aligned basically in a ghost nine position. So now we have a one technique, we have a shade, and we have a nine technique, and there's a huge gap there. And, you know, playing great defense is all about gap integrity. So, you know, it ends up being a six-yard gain when it shouldn't even have been a six-yard gain. So we lost that play just by our details of aligning. So the big thing is, you know, before you can ever win a game, you can't lose it. And I felt we lost the game with our details. And that's just, you know, one example. So, uh, you know, I think this team is continuing to learn. I think they're continuing to learn really what it takes to prepare at a high level um, and really kind of a standard and expectation the way we're going to do things here. Um, and they're learning and they want to learn, but it's a day-to-day process. That is something that Jones has been really kind of all about, just making sure that at least you, you learn from it and you don't keep repeating the same mistakes. You use what you, you screwed up on and, and use that to get better. And uh, he talks here about what exactly he wants this team to learn from Saturday from uh, that performance at Washington. Well, there is. Uh, you know, first of all, it's, you know, one, everyone's really responsible for their own self-determination. Uh, that's not what we expect in our football program with the energy level, the passion that it takes, the toughness down in and down out, all the intangibles, all the play intangibles are play character. Those are things where you start first and foremost. And then, you know, the competitive grit, you know, the relentless competitors, you know, we can't, right now we don't focus for 60 minutes. We don't play with intensity for 60 minutes. We have spots, and I think it's a direct correlation to our practice habits, all that stems in practice. And, again, you know, this football team is learning how to win, and this is all part of that growth. Uh, very disappointed in, in the outcome. But there were some things, um, you know, to build upon. Like I said, when you play a quality opponent like a Washington or like a Memphis, every mistake you make is magnified. And we're going to have that same type of opponent Saturday at Tulsa. And, and I knew it. You know, this schedule was very loaded, a great challenge coming in here uh, with the quality of opponents. But, you know, I'm hoping that that kind of accelerates our, our learning curve and also our our improvement as a football team. One of the things that Jones wants to see out of his guys, and again, we've said this phrase a lot, he's a big practice, or excuse me, play how you practice kind of guy. So how do you play better then? Well, that starts with better practices. And he elaborates on, on what he needs to see on the daily from his team to lead to some better outcomes. Frank, first of all, it's just, you know, the intensity. You know, in order to, to continue to get better, you have to have game intensity reps. 
So your practices have to be much more intense. They have to be extremely physical. When we thud, we thud. Right now, we're not a team that, you know, when we tackle, we don't drive our feet for five years. We kind of, you know, we're kind of limping the legs and we just kind of tackle around the waist. There's no drive. There's no lower body explosion. Well, a lot of that stems from your practice habits and how you thud in practice and the physicality of your practice. And, you know, I said it when we started is, you know, what's going to be the DNA of our team? What's going to be the DNA of our makeup? And, you know, we have an expectations of everywhere I've been as a head football coach, of what's in our DNA and what's in our makeup. And we're getting closer to it, but we're not there yet. But you know what? The, the players have been great. Um, you know, I'm excited about their attitudes. They want to do it. They want to learn. And it's our job, you know, as coaches, and it's my job as the, as the head coach to continue to teach them as long as they're willing and want to continue to learn. You know, we're going to make great progress, and that's what I see. Uh, one more comment here from the HC. He was asked by a friend of the program, Jeff Reed, on that media call, if he anticipated any lineup changes in terms of a depth chart, just what we'll see out there in general coming up for this Tulsa game. And this was his response. You know, every week we, we compete, um, but I don't. Uh, but, you know, I think the other area, we need more individuals on our roster to step up in the role of special teams. And what's starting to happen is we have too many players that are on offense and defense playing too many reps on special teams as well, but we're always going to play the best players on special teams. So I think, you know, a lot of that's going to be too based on special teams and who can step up in those roles as well. So again, that was Butch Jones, some comments there from his weekly Sunbelt media call. He is just about to start up his weekly press conference today. So uh, I already see tweets from several A-State media members. So if we see anything of note, we will pass it along to you uh, coming up in in the next segment. Just one thing I I do want to point out before we go to break. You know, he talked about different, so many different things he wanted to see better. But personally, just coming up next week, I really want to see how this team response to adversity better because remember that was one of the questions that we had all off season because all the talk was so positive the team wasn't hit with significant adversity in the off season yeah I'm sure they had bad days and yeah good lord I'm sure fall camp was miserable I mean there were days when the heat index was 109 degrees but in terms of in terms of just uh real adversity I feel like this week is the first week we're seeing that for Arkansas State football. Yeah, they lost against Memphis, but that game was competitive all the way to the, to the very last play of the game. Uh, you still had a team that, that at the end of that game felt like they could win. This was, this was a butt-kicking, and there's no way to, to sugarcoat that. I do think that, that one of the things that frustrated me watching is we saw this team completely lose its cool and unravel in the second half. Uh, I don't know if you realize this or not, Arkansas State did not record a penalty in the first half at Washington. And during the half, I was like, all right, well, that's one positive (laughs) we can talk about. And then what happened? They had a hold on the kickoff. They had a penalty on the next offensive possession. They had a penalty on the next defensive possession. And it's like you could just see the team melt down in real time. So 
What do you do to avoid that happening? Because if this team is going to continue with its slow starts, which unfortunately it's three for three at now, then how does this team do better about dealing with uphill battles? We saw them dig themselves out of it against Memphis, although they weren't completely able to overcome it. But then we saw them go in the, the complete opposite direction against Washington. A lot of things to figure out Saturday at Tulsa. Uh, let's hit pause here. We've got some other stuff to dive into, including uh, circling back around to this KavanaughCards.com topic. We'll do that when we return. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Professionals of NEA, get ready to have some fun while networking with other professionals during the Social Connect 2021. Presented by the We Partners Network and Relief Aid of USA. This networking event is September 23rd from 3 to 7 at Embassy Suites on the A-State campus. There's no cost to attend, but booths are available for $400 and sponsorship opportunities start from $500. Go to NEASocialConnect.com for more. September 23rd at Embassy Suites in Jonesboro. Don't miss Social Connect 2021, where fun and business can has music started to sound different are you having to turn up the volume at ascent we offer all hearing aid styles including rechargeable completely invisible low-cost hearing aids we're offering free and office demonstrations of the latest rechargeable hearing aids come here for yourself to take advantage of this special offer call 870-393-5405 or visit ascentjonesboro.com that's ascentjonesboro.com Solid gains for soybeans, cotton, and rice. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 518 and a half down three and a quarter with March corn at 526 and three quarters down three. November soybeans at 1273 and a half up 11 with January soybeans at 1282 up 10 and a quarter. December wheat at 690 and a half down 10 and a quarter with March wheat at 7 and a half down 11. October cotton at 9188 up 199 with December cotton at 9044 up 142. November rice at 1387 up 14 and a half cents. January rice at 1405 up 15 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle 122.77 and a half unchanged, with December live cattle 128.07 and a half also unchanged. September feeder cattle 154.90 down 10, October feeder cattle 156.57 and a half also down 10. October lane hogs at 84.27 and a half down 70, with December hogs at 73.07 and a half down 115. That's your EAB Noon Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank, field tested and farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank history is deeply rooted in agriculture. We understand farming and the importance of properly funding the way you produce and market your products. Whether it's operations, land, equipment, or facilities, make this year the one to grow on with Farmers and Merchants Bank. Find us online at mebanking.com. Field tested, farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. As harvest begins, the American Seed Trade Association reminds farmers to be diligent in taking the proper precautions to ensure treated seed does not enter the domestic or export grain supply. When properly handled, seed treatments are an effective agronomic tool that provides seeds the necessary protection for a strong, healthy start. Completely remove all treated seed left in containers and equipment used to handle harvested grain and dispose of it properly. Always be careful to follow state and federal guidelines for proper handling, storage, and disposal of treated seed. For more information, visit seed-treatment-guide.com or contact your seed dealer. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Back 
Big news. Coming out from Butch Jones' weekly press conference. There is no or on the depth chart. Let me rephrase that. There, there is one or for the backup linebacker spot. Where it is Jeff Mario Brown or, in the picture I have here cuts off, I apologize, or somebody else. But the one spot where so many of us have been looking at all season long to see if there is or and or or not is on the very first line of that depth chart. The offensive too deep, specifically the quarterback position, and uh, the or there is gone. It is listed as James Blackman. No or, and Lane Hatcher. So that is the first, I guess you could say, big time significant change we've seen from the depth chart at this point in time. Now, we've seen that uh, over the past, that from time to time, Butch Jones's depth charts can be a little bit irrelevant. Uh, because, for example, last week, the running back too deep was listed as Alan Lamar and then Marcel Murray. It is also listed that way this week. But did we see Marcel Murray last week? We did not. So, uh, that is uh, something that tells you that maybe it's it's not always what it says it is going to be. I'm trying to kind of swipe back and forth here and see if there are any other big changes on this week's depth chart. And again, uh, with the exception of, of the ore uh, being removed... From the 2 deep, it does look like the offensive depth chart is absolutely copy and paste from last week at Washington. Trying to scan through here and uh, peek at the defensive depth chart quickly. I can tell you that uh, we're going to see the same thing on the defensive line. The ones and twos are the same there. At linebacker, it looks like the ones and twos continue to be the same there. Again, there is an or at at backup linebacker between Jeff Mario Brown or Jaden Harris, but that's that's the only one I'm seeing right now on the depth chart. Uh it's safety. Little bit of movement there. As last week Antonio Fletcher was listed as the starter backed up by Ellery Alexander. Of course, uh, EJ went out and led the team in tackles last week. So now he's listed as the starter with Fletcher as the backup. And at corner, uh, you've got... Uh, it's It's been the same four guys in Romanic and Denzel Blackwell and Sammy Johnson and Leon Jones. But the starters have been different from week to week. Uh, looking ahead to Tulsa, it looks like it's going to be Romanic and uh, Johnson. So other than that... Or Romanic and Jones, excuse me. Other than that, though... Um, Pretty much everything the same from last week. But again, uh, the or is gone. I, I honestly did not, I didn't think that was going to happen anytime soon. I, Although Butch Jones did kind of tip his hand last week in playing Blackman through the first, you know, three quarters and 12 minutes of that game. Yeah. Even in what was definitely a blowout. I did feel like he kind of showed that, you know what, all right, I'm going to narrow this down more and more to one guy. So you would think that since it's now listed like that on the depth chart, that means that moving ahead, it will be more of Blackman getting the repetition with the ones at practice. And you wonder what kind of impact that will make. 
Again, nobody looked good last week. But, again, if Butch Jones is big on you play how you practice and you have more repetitions with all the guys that are going to be playing together, practicing together, in theory, you would think that would provide dividends. But we will see on how that works. Uh, Again, I I am, though, surprised because I, I felt like Jones might try and milk it for a couple more weeks in terms of making opposing defensive coordinators have to kind of prepare for two guys. But I guess that that era is done. So mark it down on your calendar after approximately a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It appears that Arkansas State's two-quarterback system is done. Of course, as soon as we say that, who knows what's what's going to happen but as of right now there is a clear starter and a clear backup listed on this week's Arkansas State uh, depth chart as of right now yeah I I feel like that's going to change at some point the helmet's going to come off or there's going to be some minor injury you have to sub out for a few plays like I mean there could still be a contact tracing situation which which I actually I, I don't think that will happened with a state football because of the significantly high number of of vaccinated players they have i mean it's 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 pretty much 100 percent. yeah but unfortunately that is still part of of what's going on in our country at, at some point in time somebody's gonna get covid uh it is just going to happen um and it, it's not a situation where you point fingers or anything like that it's just it's it's just gonna happen uh so look nobody makes it through a season even in the best of times with just one quarterback. Arkansas State is not going to make it through the next nine games just with one quarterback. I hope everybody kind of stays on the same page, supports whoever's out there for whatever reason that they're out there, and tries to remember that both of these guys are at the end of the day wearing wearing an A-State helmet. Um, we'll see what happens. Now that it looks like Blackman has won this job, I wish him all the success. I, I hope we see... I hope we see fourth quarter James Blackman. Fourth quarter Memphis James Blackman every single game for the rest of the season. Yeah. If that's the case, man, we're going to be in store for an offense that bounces back and does a lot of fun stuff. But we'll see. I almost wonder, like, I keep looking at this this depth chart. Hat tip to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, who sent us a, a picture here. I almost feel like this thing is going to be emailed out later and it's it's going to have the or back. And I'm going to have to go back and like delete this whole segment from the audio file. Be like, oh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> back to two quarterbacks after all. Like maybe it's a mirage. We'll see. I'm, we're going to take a break. Let me see if this picture has disappeared from my phone yet or not. We'll talk about it more when we come back. We've also got the CFL update to get into when we return. So keep it right here with us. Uh, More on the way on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's sports station. 95.3. The Ticket. 
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember last week's narrative about the Packers and they were distracted by the Aaron Rodgers offseason drama? How maybe Rodgers wasn't into it after Green Bay lost 38-3 to New Orleans in week one. Everybody should have known better. He told us that it would be silly to, quote, freak out after one game. He wasn't kidding. Rodgers came out through four touchdowns, no interceptions, in an 18-point win over the Lions. While beating Detroit might not prove that much, Rodgers earned the benefit of the doubt a long time ago. When he sits in front of reporters and tells everybody to R-E-L-A-X, he means it. Rodgers has lost plenty of games in his career, but he has never let them hurt his confidence. As bad as week one was, and it was bad, Rodgers obviously didn't forget how to play quarterback. Next week, he'll face a tougher challenge against the 49ers. But hopefully, no one makes the mistake of evaluating one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on a week-to-week basis. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Fight back against aging and perform at your best with M-Drive, the daily supplement for driven guys who refuse to slow down. M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels, lean muscle energy to fight back against aging. Visit mdrivedan.com this month and get 20% off your first order. Make sure you use the promo code DAN. You get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Defy your age. You get more energy, lean muscle, and T-support. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with M-Drive. mdrivedan.com Stand out on game day with Unique Ink. We have the latest designs of A-State tees and hats you will want to wear. From the Pines to Tent City, your Unique Ink Scarlet and Black will be howling perfect. You'll be able to take the heat now and then pair that tee with a cardigan or vest later this season. One thing is for sure, Unique Ink has A-State apparel for the win. I'm Whitney with Unique Ink. You imagine, we create. Unique Ink at 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard or call 203-9885. Unique Ink. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen K. with you here. 930-3776 is the number to call. Continuing to kind of just check in, peek in on what we're seeing from Butch Jones' weekly presser. He addresses the media every Tuesday at 1230. Nothing nothing significant uh, in terms of some of the quotes that I'm seeing. He is talking about how, you know, this is a team that, that can't get discouraged. Have to be able to stay the course. 
saying, quote, you can't waste a failure. How are you going to apply the lessons of last week and get better? So they usually have that, by the way, if you ever want to watch those. You can usually find replays of those press conferences on the A-State Athletics uh, Facebook page. They stream those, by the way. What are you doing, Red Wolf Mark? Hi, Miss Chair. Hey. How you doing today? Good, you? I'm doing good. How you doing today, Kate? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask everybody else how they're doing today out there in Jumbo, Arkansas. What's on your mind today, sir? I'm going to say, go Red Wolves. Mm-hmm. We're going to get back into the winning column. Okay. And, uh, uh, and I'm going to say go to the high school teams and uh, go Brad Bobo and uh, go Bud go go everybody at the radio station. Okay. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, uh, it's a good day in the neighborhood. You know that little, you know that song, uh, it's a good day in the neighborhood. Beautiful neighborhood. What a beautiful day it is. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a rainy day, though. That it you is, know. Red Wolf Mark. Yeah. And uh, I, I was going to say, everybody out there is getting their vaccines and keep getting them. Keep going to get them. No okay. The numbers keep going down. And uh, I was going to let everybody know we're having a fair booth. We're, we're having a booth in the fair this year. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to say, pop in the Valley Ridge Baptist Church. We're going to be giving out a, a microwave popcorn that you pop in the microwave. And we want you to come by our booth. And uh, I'm going to give you a brochure. And back, we're going to back y'all out to something October 24th. I can't tell you what it is. Okay. But you just have to come by and get a brochure. Okay. And... Uh, Come on out, people, and uh, come out to the fairgrounds and see me at the fairgrounds. Come see your buddy Red Wolf Mark and our church. And I will say all righty then, and thank you. Thanks, Red Wolf Mark. We're sticking with the phones here. Let's shout at Mace Man. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Garrett. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for shouting at us. What's going on? Hey, you, you made a comment a while ago that I think is really, really important. We can't get Arkansas State fans myself included, cannot get down this Red Wolf team. I mean, this is a new coach, a new system. Yes, last week was horrible, and I look, we just got to forget about it. But I want everybody to think about this. I know the Red Wolf, the Red Wolf fans ain't going to want to hear this, but you remember Arkansas hired Sam Pittman last year? And three and seven, three and eight, whatever it was, and everybody kind of, oh, well, whatever, you know, I don't have these going to be. Now it's second year of, what, 16th in the nation, and a lot of people's talking about Arkansas. Give this program a chance. Yeah, last week was horrible. I mean, it was no doubt about it. I mean, there's no way you can't find anything good about last week. No. But we just got to keep moving on. And if, if they'll give it give it a chance, I think it's going to work out. But the most important thing is that when these kids come home, people got to be in the stands. we got to show them we support them. Because if they give up on themselves, yeah, the season's done. It's over. That it is. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think as long as there's – Improvement. You have to see improvement, and I think it's fair for the fans to ask for improvement uh, to get back out there. But I, I think we are going to see that, and I think as long as we see improvement, uh, the fans will continue to come out. 
I agree 100. Like I said last week, hey, they just you know it's just one of the things happens. It's just a game that happens, and you're going. There's going to be some games uh, that you're just not going to play good, and that was it. And we hopefully they got it out of the system. And this week it's Tulsa. Uh, I'm still optimistic they can beat Tulsa. It's going to be a tough game on the road, but hey, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But just let's just not give up on them yet. Let's just give them a little time. Sounds like a plan, Mace, so, man. All right. You have a good day. I'm enjoying my day off. Hey, you uh, you stay dry out there and have a good one, all right? All right. We'll you see you. Hey, do we have time to uh, quickly head to the Great White North and do a little CFL update? Let's do it. Might as well. Maybe. There we go. About to say, we're a little behind, but we can, we can, we can get this in there. Believe it or not, last week... It was week seven for football in America's hat, so not quite to the halfway point, but already a lot of football in the books. First things first, a couple of roster changes to report. Justin McInnes has unfortunately landed back on the one-game injured list for Saskatchewan. Sadly, I think he spent more time there than on the active roster uh, for his entire CFL career. Uh, For Calgary, Chris Odom is now on the practice squad after spending time on both the injured list and the practice squad so far this year, or the active roster so far this year, so not great there either. However, it's not all bad news. Former A-State linebacker Kyle Wilson was promoted to the active roster last week, and what happened? He recorded a tackle on special teams, and Hamilton won, topping Calgary 23-17. Always been a big Kyle Wilson fan. Fun fact about Hamilton. The very first Tim Hortons opened there in 1964. Have I ever been to a Tim Hortons? Or ever even actually seen one with my own eyes? No. Also, the band called The Band was formed in Hamilton. Anywho, since Hamilton won, that means Calgary lost. And that means Calgary is still bad. That keeps Cody Grace busy, though, as he is <laughs> has the second highest number of total punts in the CFL this year. He punted eight times to the loss, averaging 44.9 yards per punt. One other player to mention, and that is Monshadrick, a.k.a. Money Hunter. He recorded two defensive tackles and a special teams tackle in the Alouette's 27-18 loss to British Columbia last week. Uh, Light slate next week. Calgary is off, but we should see Kyle Wilson and Money Hunter in action with Hamilton and Montreal respectively, and that is this week's CFL update. I didn't know the band was from Canada. Yeah. I love the band. I do, too. They have some good music, but I didn't know they were a Canadian rock band. They are. They are. The only... The the band is really hard to Google. I know figuring out how to make your band uh, recognizable to a search engine was not a priority in the 70s. Yes. But just Googling the band is... uh, significantly unhelpful sometimes so you have to actually type in like the band the band yeah the musical act the band the group of musicians called the band but that's a great that i mean that's a great band name just the band it is you you are the band everyone everyone else is a band but you are the band i mean it started they started as as bob dylan's backing band so they were just the band by the way There's not a lot of good Thanksgiving movies out there, but The Last Waltz, I consider it absolutely a Thanksgiving movie, and that's that's one of my Thanksgiving traditions. Cue up The Last Waltz, watch the band called The Band, and uh, (laughs) sit around and be in a turkey coma. I would highly recommend you starting up that uh, Thanksgiving tradition, too. 
That's hour one. We've still got a lot to get into in hour two, including a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, and a little Cardinal talk. So much more on the way. Hope you keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Sports Update from KNEA. Brian Tibet plans to tire service for the second straight week. Two-thirds of the Sunbelt Conference Volleyball Player of the Week honors are in Jonesboro. Tatum Tickner named the league's Defensive Player of the Week for the second week in a row after being named MVP of the Tiger Brawl in Memphis over the weekend, while teammate Lauren Masani named the Sunbelt Conference Setter of the Week for her efforts in Memphis. There's high school volleyball tonight here on KNEA and KBRI across town battle between the Nettleton Raiders and Jonesboro Golden Hurricane at Don Riggs Hurricane Gymnasium. Action begins a little after 7 this evening. A milestone for Cardinal pitcher John Lester last night as St. Louis won their ninth in a row, beating Milwaukee 5-2 on the road in the opener of their four-game series. Lester getting the victory on the mound is 200th of his major league career. They'll try to make it 10 straight this evening. Jake Whitford and Brandon Woodruff in the pitching matchup. First pitch at 640 on 95.9 The Wolf. Now serving you with two locations in Jonesboro. That's Plaza Tire Service and that's the latest from the ticket. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Paracool get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also has used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Paracool. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products, responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group Jonesboro is building a state-of-the-art facility and looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Maintenance techs, assembly operators, order pickers, and forklift operators. Average starting pay is $18 an hour. Climate-controlled environment, great benefits, and a four-day work week with weekends off. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click the careers tab. Apply today. That's colsongroupusa.com. Great vision matters, whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro Paragold and Pocahontas locations. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by fully paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. 
friend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. For years, Cabs Plus has been in the business of helping your business grow, but now they invite you to see how they've grown, too. Come see Cabs Plus in their new location at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool, complete with a new retail shop. Caps Plus is a licensed A-State vendor and offers Red Wolf's apparel and maybe some throwback stuff, too. They also have a wide selection of apparel from local high schools. And Caps Plus still has thousands of promotional items just right for your business logo. Go buy Caps Plus now at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool or online at CapsPlusInc.com. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you. 930-3776 is the number to call. Not a question so much as a fill-in-the-blank topic today for our KavanaughCars.com subject. The Sunbelt Conference should add blank to the league. It's pretty vague for a reason. You can respond with a number of teams. You can respond with particular teams that you'd like to see the league add in. Heck, you can say nobody if you want to. But that is our topic for the day. Our phone lines are open at 930-3776. You can also respond on Facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. A couple of news stories to pass along from during the break. One local, one not. One uh, with some A-State news. Chris Hutchinson, Mitchell Gladstone, both uh, there at Butch Jones Weekly Press Conference, both tweeting out that Marcel Murray getting closer to 100%. Quote, we anticipate him being ready to go Saturday, end quote. So I guess, you know, I was under the impression that he was healthy last week. Apparently that was not the case. And that is why we did not see him on the field at Washington. I hope he's back. I think everybody who's been watching this team hopes he's back and hopes he's healthy for Saturday because the run game is different when he is a part of it. And there is zero doubt about that. It is right now, you know, the most frustrating thing to watch on the offensive side of the ball. It's just uh, a part of the game that has been able to develop traction. And while it's more than, look, it's more than just who you're putting out there running the football. It's it's not a super great unit, whether it's Lang or Lamar or Perry or Murray. There's still other things that have to be improved there for this team not to be so one-dimensional on offense. But... Murray does make a difference, and I hope he's healthy enough uh, to be able to go for Tulsa. He is listed still on the two deep this week, and we mentioned earlier today, uh, prior to the break, that uh, one significant change on this week's two deep is that there is no or listed on the roster at the quarterback position. James Blackman is going to be your starter this week in Tulsa. Lane Hatcher is going to be your backup, and uh, in a perfect world, we'll see them both. They'll go out there and we'll see fourth quarter Memphis, James Blackman, and this team will put up a whole bunch of points. And then later in that game, we can see Lane Hatcher after it's a blowout. That's that's what a, it looks like in a perfect world. 
And honestly, at this point in time, that's <laughs> that's really the only way I want to continue to see two quarterbacks. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see two guys out there because the first one was ineffective. Yeah. And that's what we saw for the first two games of the season. So maybe uh, maybe Blackman getting more reps with the ones, getting all the reps with the ones. Maybe uh, that will become more of a cohesive unit in practice, and we'll see that turn into more of a cohesive unit on the field. We mentioned two news stories. Uh, one is, is more of a national news story, and this is one that is developing and, and has just been breaking news over the past 20 minutes or so, but uh, the Superdome's on fire, which is not great. It's a fire on the roof of the Caesars Dome in New Orleans. And there are multiple New Orleans media members that are tweeting out pictures and videos. Of course, I highly doubt any of you right now are streaming us in New Orleans. But if you are, (laughs) please avoid the area (laughs) near the dome. As obviously uh, police and first responders, uh, police fire and, and other folks are trying to get to that area. So... That's uh, something to watch nationally. 9303776 is the number to call. Back to the KavanaughCars.com question. Again, we're asking you who you might add to the league in the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, haven't even seen, over the past few days, the speculation has gotten a little bit quieter. As everybody at this point is kind of trying to figure out, I guess, what uh, what the AAC is going to do. But since it looks like they're going to venture west to pick up teams to replace Cincinnati and uh, Houston and UCF, that means that the Sun Belt has a little bit more of, of their pick of teams more in the geographical footprint of the league. Now, the AAC is also being reported as picking up UAB. So that rules one team off the slate, but so many of the other teams that have been mentioned or rumored are, are still out there. There were reports several weeks ago that were refuted multiple times, but I'm going to throw them out there to stir the pot anyways, that Keith Gill was spotted in Huntington, West Virginia. Of course, that's the home of Marshall. Uh, so that would have been an interesting story. Uh, there were reports from a James Madison, uh, I don't know if it was like a fan site, like a Rivals or a 24-7 board or something like that. Somebody had reported that they were getting close, along with Old Dominion, to joining the league. We know that Southern Miss, uh, different folks there surrounding that program have wanted to get this team into the Sun Belt for a minute. So it does not look like the Sun Belt is going to necessarily have you know, issues picking and choosing. We also know that uh, based on a statement that Keith Gill himself put out last week, that there's probably a pretty good chance that they are going to pick and choose. Not a significant increase because, again, man, 14 teams, 16 teams, no thank you. Again, you're looking at more mouths to feed. But a nice and tidy little 12-team conference, six teams in each division, I like that number. I think that's a good number. So that is what I would like to see. As far as the teams to... Add in. I like the thought of Southern Miss. I like the thought of Marshall. Because when you look at the teams that are out there in in terms of availability, nobody out there who's left is just going to significantly bump up the strength of your schedule. So you add in teams that have good brands, have good support, and could 
continue to get better in the future based on, you know, the strength of brand and their recruiting footprint. I do think there are other interesting ones, um, especially if you look at the fact that, you know, there is a possibility, more than a possibility, that this league is going to use lose its two basketball members. So if UTA and Little Rock are gone, you know, could the league look Texas? Could they possibly add in a team like UT San Antonio? Could they add in, could, could they bring North Texas back to the fold? There are some options there in that state. And uh, I would not be surprised to see something like that happen. Let's go to the phones and check in with Chuck. How are you today? Doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, doing great. Thanks for shouting at us. So you don't want to see the Sun Belt go to 16 teams? No, why? Well, that's what it looks like at all the conferences are going to do. But that, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense from a group of five standpoint because you're not adding in more revenue. You're just having to divide it more places. Okay. Like if you're, I can see. If you're the SEC, man, you're, gonna, you're getting a significant boost in money from adding in Texas and Oklahoma. So it's not a big deal to continue to increase there. But if you're if you're the Sun Belt, you're not going to pick up $20 million on your TV contract by bringing in two teams or four teams or six teams. You're going to bring in like $2 million more and have to split it up 16 ways. So it's just it's just not enough. It, that, that works for the big conferences. It doesn't necessarily work on a group of five level. Okay, so you think it'll only be the Power Five that'll go 16? I, I do, unless they significantly kind of renegotiate some TV dollars. If the TV dollars go up, well then, heck yeah, just bring everybody into the fold. Okay. So, you think, what, our uh, Sunbelt needs what, two to make the the 12-team limit? Yeah. Because right now there's there's ten football members and twelve basketball and, and all sport members, but it looks like two of those teams are dropping out. So so you probably need to add in about two more. Or which two you think that dropping out? Well, almost positive that UTA is gone. They there's been a lot of stories about them talking with other leagues, and and if they're gone, then that probably means Little Rock is out the door as well. Really? Yeah. Can't believe Little Rock would leave. I, th- I mean, I think it's one of those cases where they're kind of going to get a little bit of a friendly shove on the way out. <laughs> well, then, then who becomes a state rival in the Sun Belt? Then, well, it wouldn't necessarily be a rival thing; it'd be more of a travel partner thing. Um, it, it, and it depends on who they bring in, you know, for a, for a little bit, although it's not ideal, you'd probably be stuck in a situation where a state's travel partner would be ULM because that would be the closest school. And then maybe you have the Cajuns in Texas state become travel partners because they're actually not all that far apart. Um, uh, but it, it, it depends on who else ends up in the league. Okay. Cause I, I always thought Little Rock and A-State had a, a rivalry in basketball, everything but football. Yeah, I mean, they got Little Rock's got a trophy and everything. 
So yeah, there is there is a rivalry. I'm sure I haven't looked at the basketball notes. I'm sure that's got to be the most played game in in Arkansas State history. And there's been a lot of fun ones. And there would probably be an opportunity there to to keep that team on the schedule as a non conference opponent. I don't know why you wouldn't. But again, I, I think the league is just focusing on on becoming a a football league and making sure that that all of its members have have football. Well, that would make a lot of sense. I mean, it really would. Uh, who could you see them bring bringing in though? I think it just depends on on who wants to be in in terms of you know who's trying to get out of Conference USA because there's been so many different names floated out there. Um, I mean, my goodness, you're looking at, at Marshall and Southern Miss and James Madison moving up from the FCS. I think that a lot of teams right now that left the Sun Belt several years ago would be back in in a heartbeat. So Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, North Texas. Um, I don't know if a team like UT San Antonio would be interested, if either one of the Florida schools would be interested. Uh, there's, I just feel like kind of anybody in the geographical footprint right now that's not already in the American Athletic Conference would, would be interested in joining the Sun Belt. Well, see, I can see both of the Florida schools going to the American Athletic Conference. I, I, so they I can't, and the reason for that is because they're not very good. Uh, I mean, I can see them doing that for the simple fact is to keep their footprint in Florida. You know? They do still have USF in Florida. So they're not completely okay. abandoning the state. They've, they've still got that area. Okay. Well, I forgot about them. Yeah, uh, they're not very good, so it's easy to. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, oh, yeah. They're not yeah, very yeah, good yeah, right yeah. now, so. Right. There ain't too many schools in Florida that's any good. I think Florida's the only one. You know, Miami ain't worth talking about. Florida State's on a rebuild. I don't know if they'll ever be good again. You know, so Florida Atlantic and the other Florida, they, they they have their years, but they really ain't that good. Yeah. So Florida Atlantic was a popular pick to be like a good group of five team for the years that Lane Kiffin was there, and now, <laughs> now he's not. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Right now, this moment, if you told me if I named either either FAU or FIU's coaches and I could have a million dollars, I'd probably just still wake up tomorrow broke. <laughs> See, I can't remember their names, so I would too. Yeah. Who is who are they looking at out there in the? Um, would you say the Mountain West? Yeah, so the AAC is rumored, uh, some of the latest rumors there is that Colorado State and Air Force could be really, really close to joining the American. Well, see, that'd make a lot of sense because, you know, they got Navy, so why not bring Air Force in for the simple fact Navy and Air Force play every year anyway? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why not? Why not go after Army, too? You know, Army's not a bad team. No, and and with all of those military academies, you know, you have very recognizable, very significant national brands. Right. But as far as your question of the day, man, I could see the Sun Belt going to 16. Mm -hmm. It may not be feasible, 
as you're putting it, and you make a lot of sense on that. You really do care, you know, money-wise. And that's what it's all about anymore is the almighty dollar. Unfortunately, that's the truth, Chuck. So anytime we have any kind of conversations that's related to anything off-field, that's that's kind of where you have to start is, is does the money right. make sense and then figure out everything else. But I think every conference is going to end up going to a 16 team. I mean... And it may just be the power five, but I see the other five doing it too, trying to keep up. Because if they extend it to 12-team playoff, you know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But anyway, Kerry, I appreciate you taking my call. Y'all have a great day. Go Buckeyes and go Red Wolves. Thanks for shouting out us, Chuck. 9303776. 9303776. He leaves the phone lines open here on the program. Uh, let's go to back to the Ritter Communications Hotline. Check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? What's up, man? Not much. What you guys up to? Oh, you know, doing a radio show. Don't sound so excited. Yeah. I mean, I'm having a good day. I think Cade's having a good day. Yeah. Cade's laughing, so it That's seems like good, he's all right. Just like I asked it was a good day. Then I hear what Mark's saying. Yeah. Um. No, he kind of. I mean, he kind of sang. He he kind of half sang. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Except Are you he, serious? Except oh, yeah. he uh, like didn't get the words right. Well, imagine that. Maybe it's a remix. You know, speaking of Mark, could we uh, maybe for Halloween? I'm hoping Tracy can go as sloth and Mark can go as chunk from the Goonies. That's a that's a Halloween costume idea. We'll see if they pick up on that. The freeloader truffle shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh. What's the poll question? What team or teams should the Sunbelt Conference add to the league? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, what's, what all have we cut with so far? My, my God. I mean, some people have said two teams and not elaborated. Uh, some people have <laughs> added teams that, that aren't necessarily possible, like Tulane and UCA. Uh, yeah. And uh, some people have said four some people have given uh, a state Red Wolves fan on Twitter has given us an entire holy crap this is a huge conference an entire sixteen team conference <laughs> with uh, well, the, I'm with going to think outside the box here, Kara. I'm going to uh, be a little unorthodox here. I'm going to add one here. I think they can be a a uh, a third in state rivalry team. I'm going to go with Lion College. Anyway. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Zach. Tell you what, let's hit pause here. Actually, we do need to come back and look at this full conference lineup here from A-State Red Wolves fan on Twitter. They put some thought into this. We'll also dive into some baseball talk when we come back. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health. And sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross.
Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. I was hesitant to get the COVID-19 vaccine because I was 30 weeks pregnant. We were probably both skeptics of it. I tested positive for COVID. In a matter of 10 days, I was put on life support. I needed to have an emergency C-section. I got vaccinated the day that my daughter was born. I do believe getting vaccinated is the safest thing to do for your family. It's the safest thing to do for our family. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. Boots and Ballers is set for September 30th at First National Bank Arena, and you could win two tickets to the event, an autographed basketball, and four A-State men's basketball season tickets. Enter to win once per day through midnight September the 26th at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Enter the Boots and Ballers giveaway for two free tickets, an autographed basketball, and four A-State men's basketball season tickets. Brought to you by The Ticket and A-State men's basketball. Tickets are $60 with premium tables available. Get yours by calling the Red Wolves Foundation, 8 in times of fear, World Vision is there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've been standing with kids and families through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and helping rebuild lives. And with every act of courage, faith, and love, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back. About 10 minutes away from a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Looking forward to hearing from him. Join us in studio. Elsewhere right now, though, we're asking you to fill in the blank with us. The Sunbelt Conference should add a blank to the league. You can chime in with a set number of teams. You can chime in with a couple of specific teams. Just whatever floats your boat today. The question is brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. So much useful information and just, just stuff available there on the website that can help you get in a new vehicle. Obviously, they got their inventory there, so you can you can find your perfect match, whether that's a new vehicle or a new-to-you vehicle. But then before you worry about you know going to the dealership and, and driving away and all that stuff, uh, you can go ahead and get pre-approved there online. So that's going to take some stress out of the situation. You know walking into that dealership, hey, I am ready to buy a car today. So you don't have to sweat that. Again, you can do that right now at KavanaughCars.com. I say just add two two teams and call it good, but still up for debate what those two teams could be. Uh, not up for debate. The Cardinals are playing just some really 
really good baseball right now. And holy moly, have these past two weeks been a whole lot of fun to watch. Last night made it nine in a row. And the Cardinals were able to get a 5-2 to two win in Milwaukee. And they did it against a great pitcher. They did it in a ballpark that's tough to win at. They did it against a team that the last time they played, that team absolutely broke their hearts and looked like they potentially could end the Cardinals' postseason dreams. But last night, it was like none of that happened. Um, you had... Not your staff ace by any stretch of the imagination, but but one of the best big game pitchers still in baseball on the mound. And John Lester delivered uh, last night. He did give up a couple of homers, but he turned in a quality start. Two earned runs, three hits over six innings. And he looked like pitchers are supposed to look in games like that. Of course, oh, to add on to it, by the way, he was going for his 200th career win. So it was a pretty cool note for him. By the way, turns out when you hit numbers like that, what uh, his teammates did is they made him get in the laundry cart and pushed him around the clubhouse and soaked him in beer. He said he had trouble getting out of the laundry cart and the beer was really cold. But other than that, it didn't seem uh, too worse for wear. But we just saw last night, it, it continued to be a great example of, of how this team continues to collect team wins. Obviously, Lester pitched well. But you had different contributions for uh, from the bullpen, including Luis Garcia getting his first save. You had yet another um, good performance from, from your core guys there in the lineup. You know, right now, you go back to the beginning of the September, and, and Aaron Otto, Tyler O'Neill, Paul Goldschmidt, all of those guys have been great. Aaron Otto homered and picked up his uh, to go over 100 RBIs on the season. Tyler O'Neill scored a run last night. And... If you're going to look at a common theme for these nine wins, Tyler O'Neill, who is now the reigning NL Player of the Week, he has scored a run in all of them. You just have so many different contributions right now, and everything is finally all going in the right direction. One thing that, that I want to point out, you know, it seems like any any year where the Cardinals have made any kind of significant playoff run or even gotten to the playoffs, period, there's always somebody who is who is an X factor. There's always somebody who is not that heralded who seems like they kind of go out and start to embody a little bit of, of Cardinals devil magic. And the Cardinals are looking at that right now at shortstop with Edmundo Sosa. One, and I, I didn't realize, you, you see it when he plays, but I didn't realize just how good he had been defensively. I went and looked earlier today at fan graphs at their defensive runs saved metric. And basically they don't, sit there and chart errors and, and things like that. They look at, you know, all right, is an average shortstop going to make this play? Oh, he's not? Okay, well then bonus points to you for making it. Is an average shortstop going to make this play and you missed it? Okay, well then you get docked some points for that. And they, they keep that formula going all through the season. Right now, Edmundo Sosa is fifth in all of baseball in defensive runs saved. That's already a pretty good spot. You're fifth out of out of 30 shortstops. All right, cool. The difference is, is he has less than half as many innings played as all of the guys in front of him. He is really good. Really good defensively. You also end in the fact that he's batting into like 276, somewhere in that neighborhood. Heck yes. You take a shortstop batting in the 270s with that kind of defense. Yes, that is a plus player all day, every day. And 
So when you look at the little bit of, you know, Cardinals devil magic, that random guy that's got to show up on the field and play really well, well, Edmundo Sosa has done phenomenally in relieving Paul DeYoung. Now, Paul DeYoung has been okay defensively, uh, but he's, he's struggled this year at the plate, and I like seeing the spark plug that Amundo Sosa has brought in. Also, the Cardinals posted a video, video of him the other day, and he's like the high-five guy in the clubhouse. Like, every clubhouse has got to have one of those guys that has different high-fives for every single human being that's in a team jersey, from the trainers to the cleanup hitter to the staff ace. Edmundo Sosa is that guy. I like the joy that he brings to the game. <laughs> it was just fun to watch. Good defense, good hitting, uh, good personality in the clubhouse. He's been a lot of fun to watch. Tonight, uh, Cardinals going to go through it again. It's Woodford versus Woodruff. I'm going to get confused on that later, just without a doubt. But uh, 640 tonight is is when these teams play again on 95-9 the Wolf. So a, a double-digit win streak for the Cardinals. It's It's obviously been a minute since that's happened. In fact, I couldn't tell you. I'm hoping we get to learn about the last time that it happens uh, when we talk about this game tomorrow. There are some things to to look for in this one. Tyler O'Neill does have some really good numbers against Woodruff, uh, which is exciting because Tyler O'Neill is already playing really good ball. So if if you're going to pick a player tonight just randomly to go out and have a really good game, then uh, Bro Neal, who has three homers and 11 plate appearances against Brandon Woodruff. Is, is probably going to be your guy. At some point in time, this this winning streak is going to end. They all do. But in the meantime, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to be along for the ride. Cardinals playoff odds today, when I looked, I think we're at about 79.3%. So again, two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, they were like, what, eight? No, it started with a two. Oh, it started with two. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it was bad. It was just, ah, uh, season's over. It's terrible. It's the worst team I've ever seen before in my life. And, you know, two weeks later, it's like, we can win the World Series. Maybe I should slow my roll on that. <laughs> but, uh, I'm feel- look, I'm feeling optimistic. These games have been fun to watch. Of course, that doesn't mean I missed Monday Night Football last night because I was watching baseball. I really meant to check in on Eli and Peyton, and I didn't. But that's okay. It was a good night sitting around watching watching some Cardinals and Brewers, and I plan on doing it again tonight. Plan on talking to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, first. In fact, he's going to join us right after the break. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3. It's almost here, the NEA District Fair. Same place, same great fun. Now with extended days for even more fun. The carnival kicks off Thursday, September the 23rd and runs through Saturday, then picks up again on Monday the 27th for a full week of everything fair. We've got a new carnival company, new rides, and a new carnival layout. Armbands are sold daily with the exception of Tuesday. Get armbands Monday through Thursday for $20, Friday and Saturday for $25. Single ride tickets will still be available. On the 28th, it's a two for Tuesday. All admissions are just two bucks. All rides are two bucks and even certain food items and game specials on the Midway are two bucks. Thursday is senior day. Anyone over 65 gets in free from one to six. Gates open at four for the Midway Monday through Friday and at noon on Saturday. Gate admission is only $6 for adults, $3 for kids Monday through Friday and $6 gate admission fee for everyone on Saturday. And kids 12 and under are admitted free on Friday, October October the 1st from 1 to 6. The NEA District Fair, September 23rd through October 2nd. We'll see you at the fair. There's never an off-season at Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro. So get by Play It Again now for whatever sport the athlete in your life has coming up next. 
Play it again can get you ready for soccer, fall baseball and softball, golf, disc golf, and so much more. Don't forget to check out Jonesboro Batting Cages inside Play It Again if you're needing to get some swings in. And as always, if you have sports equipment just sitting around the house, you can bring it by Play It Again Sports and turn it into money. Every season is in season at Play It Again Sports, located at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. At J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, trust the name the pros trust is more than a slogan. It's the peace of mind that comes with walking into a local business and seeing faces you recognize and people that recognize you. And it's the promise that they're going to help you get your project, no matter how large or small, done as quickly as possible at the best price. It doesn't matter if you need a new rake or a new roof. Come see why J.T. White is the name found on most local job sites. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, located at Harrisburg and Parker Roads near I-555 in Jonesboro. This is our season at Max Free Wings, but then again, they're all really our seasons. So gear up for dove hunting with our top picks. Shop game cameras from top brands like Covert, Muddy, Stealth Cam, Moultrie, and more. And check out our bows, including the Matthews B327 on sale now. If you're not a hunter, well, you still wear clothes. The Casual Wing at Max has a great selection of clothing, footwear, and accessories for women, men, and kids, plus tons of gifts and home decor. Shop us in store or online at maxpw.com. Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. The hunt begins here. Take time to exercise. Focus on your emotional needs and your loved ones. If you need help, visit methodistfamily.org. For over 120 years, MFH has been your community resource for a complete continuum of care. This message is sponsored by Methodist Family Health and aired in cooperation with this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, uh, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate still hanging out with with you here in uh, the KDA studio. Matt Stoltz sprinting across Jonesboro from Butch Jones press conference. Maybe not, but uh, brave the rain, brave the traffic. He's here with us in studio. We appreciate it. How you doing? Uh, I'm just glad to be in out of the rain, but good to be with you. And, and I know we're going to get to the A-State stuff, but I'm going to call you out and not just you, oh, Okay, but <laughs> A lot of folks. You're not alone. I've been living here a long time now, Mm -hmm. and I've made a lot of friends who happen to be St. Louis Cardinal fans. Uh, Okay. And I've had this conversation with people that that also work here. And look, I'm open about the fact I'm a big fan of the Texas Rangers. Mm -hmm. That's where I grew up. I've been a lifelong fan. My team's 40 games under 500 right now. I listen to you and the rest of the Cardinal fans whine and moan and groan all season, every season, and you'd think you have the worst team in all of Major League Baseball, and this team's awful, and they always do this. They always make a run at the end of the year. One of these years, I want you and the rest of your Cardinal fans to have a little faith that they can make a late season run and, and make the playoffs. That's not any fun, though. <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 moaning and groaning is part of the fun. Yeah, is that what you're saying? yes. 
look, it, look, it's a long season, and I know that it is a marathon and not a sprint, and how you perform in September is so much more crucial a lot of times than how you perform in May and June, and you can rally, and there's so many things that happen along the way, but if you just take it day by day, where is the fun in that? I don't know. I just I just don't <laughs> think you ought to act like they're the worst team in Major League Baseball all the time. I don't think I ever acted like that. I mean, I did call out significant issues with the bullpen, which still concerns me. And there was times earlier this year when the rotation was questionable and, and when the offense went through a slump, and I really thought that maybe they should have fired the hitting coach. But, I mean, now it's all better. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what nine in a row does for you. Oh, it really does. I'm in a great mood today. <laughs> Thanks for calling us out. Just you, you extending the cardinal talk out. a little longer. They always do this. They always make a late season run and, and find a way to make the playoffs. Not always. It's only been like most of the time they do. Five out of the last seven years or something. I'd take that. Uh let's let's switch gears and, and talk a little A State. Okay. Since you got on the rain jacket and you got the game I notes do. and you got everything else. Uh, with your A-State gear. Uh, look, this one, it, it's no secret that this was just not a good day in Seattle. Um, there's no doubt about it. There were very few things that, that went well. But I am curious, you know, defensively, back-to-back games where 50 points have been given up is is obviously concerning. What have you noticed there about what has happened on that side of the ball over the past couple of weeks? Well, it's it's funny, yes, there are definitely concerns. And I think I discipline fitting gaps, just fundamental tackling are things that they're going to continue to work on. But Coach Jones just had his press conference. I just came from there, and and he talked about how he thought there was probably more growth defensively than there was offensively the other day. And and I thought that, you know, there were some good things that happened there. Did have three takeaways in Mm -hmm. that game. There were four different three and outs, but it's the explosive plays. And really, they were picking on some of our corners uh, early in the game, and, you know, those explosive plays kind of snowballed, and it it got out of hand. But you got to limit those. That's what, you know, has hurt us each of the last two games with Memphis and Washington and and why, you know, there's been so many yards and so many points against us. I think we did see some good things, especially from guys that came in later in the game. Guys got opportunities. Leon Jones came in at corner, and he's a guy that that saw a lot of reps in the preseason. He's a junior college transfer, and and I thought he looked really good out there. And and I would expect him to see a lot of time coming up this week at Tulsa. But uh, had an interception, had a pass breakup. You know, a, a guy who we hardly knew anything about, Malik Straker, came in. Yeah and had six tackles at the linebacker position the other day. And, you know, because of things like this, uh, because of a team like Washington having a a big start, other guys were able to come in and, you know, hopefully left a little bit of a mark and earned a, a chance to get some more reps. But I think a lot of this stuff is very correctable and things that, um, you know, they're going to learn from and and uh, you know you go back to fundamentals just tackling better and being in the right spots and I have all the confidence in the world these are things they can straighten out offensively also a tough day that's always going to be the case when he failed to to get into the end zone and kind of knew going in that 
the, the secondary of Washington was was a pretty good unit. But um, it was also disappointing to see the struggles there with, with the run game. Um, what have you noticed there? What do you expect, if anything, might be different this week against Tulsa? Well, number one, and kind of starting off with, with the quarterback, Butch Jones mentioned during his press conference a couple of times, James Blackman played winning football the other day. And he he thought that, that he did a lot of things well. He said he and the coaching staff counted seven drops yeah. in, uh, in that game going back and watching the film. So thought he did some really good things at the quarterback position. It was just, you know, the other ten guys – uh, trying to to gel around them, um, yeah, I think that there are some things that that obviously you'd like to do better. I think it's going to be easier to establish the run against other opponents going forward because that is, as you said, a good Washington defense. They do such a good job at limiting the big plays. I thought you know we we saw some things early on in that game where mm-hmm. we hit some eighteen. I know we had a twenty two yard pass to to Beglin's Hunt. Uh, there in the first quarter. So it, it seemed like we were moving the ball, but as the game progressed, it it, it kind of got a little bit tighter um, you know, for those receivers. And, and credit to Washington, you know, that was strength on strength. Their, yeah. their secondary is very, very good. Our receiving core has been a strength of our team for, for the last several years now, and I think that's certainly the case again this year. But they were able to win that battle and, and keep our wideouts in check, our leading receiver the other day was Lincoln Perry, and I thought Lincoln did a great job. And you know, he ended up with seven catches for 69 yards, and he's playing some really good football yeah. right now. In fact, Coach Jones bragged on him. Lincoln actually came in and talked to the media a few minutes ago at the press conference. But it's good to see him respond the way he has after not playing an offensive snap in week one against UCA. He's earned more and more reps, and, you know, he should be out on the field the way he's playing right now. Of course, uh, you've mentioned a few times you just went and saw Butch Jones address the media. It's his weekly day to do that. He also, they put out the depth chart on Tuesday, and one thing that is, is going to generate a lot of conversation is this, this This is the first time we've not seen an or anywhere on the offensive depth chart, particularly there at quarterback. So James Blackman's going to be the guy Saturday at Tulsa. At least the depth chart says yep. so. Uh, what else did did Jones have to say today about his quarterback? Well, he just said that he'd continue to to see those guys compete in practice with James and Lane, and he, you know, just reaffirmed his confidence in both of those quarterbacks and both being able to go out and and do their jobs and do it at a high level. But right now, James has earned that opportunity and. You know, we saw, especially in the second half of that Memphis game, what he's capable yeah. of doing. And, you know, again, he, he mentioned, Coach Jones mentioned multiple times today that James Blackman played winning football the other day at the quarterback position. And, you know, he he deserves that opportunity to, to go out and try to show what, what he can do. And hopefully, you know, he and the offense can have a big day Saturday. What do we need to know about Tulsa? Do not look at the 0-3 record okay. because, look, it's easy to say that. And a lot of coaches in this position, whether or not you know they played well or, or, or what, they would say, well, throw out the record. Well, in this case, throw out the record because, you know, yes, they lost to an FCS in week one. 
Tulsa had six players suspended in that game, and three players were suspended for the first half, and that dates back to that brawl that yes. they got into at the end of, uh, of the Armed Forces Bowl against Mississippi State. So that w- was a reason there, and, and they had a first-time starter at the quarterback position. And then yeah, week two, they give Oklahoma State all they can handle and uh, almost beat them in Stillwater. And then, you know, Oklahoma State, uh, after the Oklahoma State game, they go and, and play Ohio State last week, and it's a seven-point game with over three minutes to go. So that tells you all, all you need to know. I mean, this is a – this is a good football team. They went six and three last year. They were six and one at one point, earned a trip to the AAC championship game after they were picked ninth in the American. They went to the championship game and gave Cincinnati all they can handle. That was a three point game. Cincinnati won twenty seven twenty four and then, you know, they lost by two in the Armed Forces Bowl to Mississippi State. So basically that same team is back this year and you know, it will be a a big challenge to go in there and try to win. And, you know, there's a few guys that were around back in 2018 when the Red Wolves went in there and won. Uh, that was a fun day, and hopefully we can have another one coming up this, this weekend. To add some fuel to your throw-out-the-records argument, I mean, Las Vegas puts Arkansas State as a two-touchdown underdog for that game coming up on Saturday, so... Well, and I'm sure they take a lot of stock into what Tulsa has done yeah. the last couple of weeks. And, of course, they're looking at, you know, the the final score from the game this past week uh, for, for the Red Wolves. So that spread is, is not surprising. And hopefully Arkansas State can prove a whole lot of people, including Vegas, wrong when they, when they take the field. Four o'clock? Four o'clock. Kickoff? Okay. All I right. Mean, <laughs> You get going uh, around 120 or so with Wolf House, and then we'll take it over from Tulsa at 2. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. We'll talk to you then. Looking forward to it. we got to hit pause so we can come back and complain about the Cardinals some more. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Just stop. Thanks for hanging out with us. One more break to take. We'll do it. We'll come back, wrap up today's Workday Red Zone here on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Third and 18. Hit again. Under pressure and he's going to be set. It was E.J. Alexander coming in from a safety spot to make the play. The Red Wolves wrap up the non-conference schedule on the road Saturday as they take on the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-5. Coverage begins at 120 with Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Tulsa, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 2, the Centennial Bank Pregame Show at 3, and kickoff at 4 o'clock. A-State football is sponsored in part by Central Baptist Church, 1812 Pizza, First Financial Mortgage, Tedder Equipment, Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson, The Old Country Store, Purcell Tire and Service Center, Glen Sane Motors, Tommy's Express Car Wash, Farmers and Merchants Bank, and NEA Baptist. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 
35 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. It's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. Looking for an affordable car, truck, or SUV that you can buy wholesale? Then the team at Magnet Motor Company in Paragold can help. Fixed income, bad credit, good credit, or just need to build your credit, Magnet can take care of you with low-cost cars, trucks, and SUVs. You can pay with cash. You can pay with credit card. And Magnet also offers financing. Check out our inventory at magnetmotorco.com and call 215-0077 and let us put you in your next ride today. Magnet Motor Company, Highway 49. Lensmasters in downtown Jonesboro is your one-hour eyewear center. That's right. Get your glasses in just one hour. Just bring your prescription in, and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at Lensmasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylist and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. Lensmasters, 320 South Church street downtown jonesboro you've already mailed it in at work today so you might as well keep it right here back to the workday red zone uh home stretch last call whatever you want to call it here on the workday red zone Last chance to weigh in on our KavanaughCars.com topic. Fill in the blank. The Sunbelt Conference should add blank to the league. Who do you want to see jump on board? At 9303776. Continue to look around at, uh, at sports stories, I guess, nationally. Uh, Superdome looks, looks like it's still on fire. It's not ideal there. Uh, in New Orleans, there was a fire on the roof earlier of the Caesars Dome. And that was still the case fairly recently. So trying to look around at uh, some of the different news sites, media companies, what have you, in New Orleans to see what's going on. But uh, still a working fire. The fire is under control as of 15 minutes ago. Had one patient transported out of the area with minor burns. So, uh, but it was uh, it was smoking pretty good earlier. It did, did not look good for a minute, but it looks like uh, things are better now. They're in New Orleans. Elsewhere, uh, looking at what's been going on nationally. Packers weren't terrible last night. Aaron Rodgers redeemed himself just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer is already out there begging for patience. It's not necessarily a... Great start. In one of the biggest questions from the week that was, I'm trying to figure out how in the world you sprain both ankles. Yeah. Usually after you sprain the first one, don't you don't you lay off a little bit? But that is currently what Carson Wentz 
is dealing with right now in Indianapolis. Two sprained ankles. I guess he's got like a scooter for the next few days. I don't even know. I don't know how you would uh, how you would figure that out and, and deal with that or whatever. Obviously, you would not be able to do that on a football field. But uh, but I will tell you last night, I am a little disappointed in myself last night in terms of, of Monday Night Football because I, I keep meaning to tune into the Manning Megacast, and I have not... Well, last night I was watching baseball, so I didn't. But I am disappointed because last night they had uh, they had Gronk yeah. on there. And <laughs> he had what had to be surely the quote of the night. But he said that he had a teammate. Cameron Brait actually asked him the other day, Rob, do you ever watch film? And Gronk was like, and I said, no. No, I don't. I just run by guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just done doing any game prep. He's just bigger and better than everybody else. Just runs by him, doesn't worry about it. And uh, turns out Tampa Bay is still pretty good. Rob Gronkowski is still pretty good. Tom Brady, also still pretty good. Uh, they're looking solid so far. Uh, some quick NFL news in terms of former Red Wolves. A, a developing story. What I hope will be a developing story. Omar Bayless is no longer with the Panthers. He was cut from their practice squad. So it does mean he's just out there as a, a free agent. I'm Again, I'm kind of speaking it into existence that it will be a developing story because I'm hoping that he gets another opportunity somewhere. I just, I, I would hate it for him if this was the end. Yeah. You know, you go back to last season prior to the year and he, it, it just seemed like he was generating some good momentum there in camp with the Panthers. Uh, I know if nothing else, he was impressing their media and fans. Uh, there were a lot of highlight clips you could find of him in the preseason. But then before the real preseason started, before we got into the games, he suffered a knee injury. And so that was it for 2020. But brought him back for the practice squad for 2021. But he was cut sometime last week to make room for another player. So you just you cross your fingers. I know there are teams around the, the country that are that are looking for wideouts already. We've already seen some weird and tough injuries already across the league. Uh, thankfully, only one player with two sprained ankles, but but already dealing with some issues there. So I'm just hoping he gets gets that opportunity. Uh, Forrest Merrill, Kirk Merritt are still rostered on their practice squads, and I have seen more and more calls from their their fans uh, wanting to see those guys on the active roster. It's kind of like the backup quarterback on a on a college team all of a sudden the practice squad guys become everybody's favorite players just like the the backup quarterback usually becomes the fan base's favorite player it's the potential that always has people really excited but uh, they are still on on the practice squads there in uh los angeles almost said san diego los angeles and uh and miami respectively for merrill and merit and again we we hope those will all be developing stories throughout the course of the year you hope yeah, that they will be. Uh, any other national news that it's uh, that we might have missed today? Tuesday is always kind of an interesting day. By two o'clock in the afternoon, you've already recapped Monday Night Football. Don't really have anything else going on. It's a little bit too early to completely dive into the weekend action, but uh, we will throw just some some other headlines at you. In the, in the NBA, uh, JJ Redick is retired. That happened today, or or at least he stated he's going to retire after yeah. fifteen seasons. Very sad day. Are you okay? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bigger J.J. Duke fan than I am J.J. NBA fan, but it's still like, dang, my favorite basketball player from my childhood is retired. I'm getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Other NBA news, Ben Simmons is not going to report for the opening of training camp. Says he has never, basically he pulled a Taylor Swift with the Philadelphia 76ers, and he's saying we are never, ever, ever getting back together. I won't sing the rest of that song for you. Uh, but uh, in, in, in NFL news, uh, they're going to be starting a quarterback. Starting a quarterback. Of course they are. They're going to be starting a rookie at quarterback for the Texans on Thursday. But that's a look at some of your pro headlines. Texans are going to be starting a quarterback on Thursday. <laughs> Deshaun Watson's still not active, which is very interesting. <laughs> he is not. He is not. Even with, even with Tyrod Taylor, that's kind of the interesting thing. Yeah. Is they're, they're going to be on their third quarterback. Three weeks into the season. Now, Watson hasn't played, but the fact that they haven't activated him, that does make you wonder exactly what all is, is going on there. But we'll wonder about it another day because that is a wrap here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves. Matt Stoltz swinging by. If you weren't able to hear that interview, we'll have it up later for you at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10 and then Kate and I will be back tomorrow at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day. Woo!